This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Tahir, your host. I am a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. I am certified in Reiki, EMDR, And I have offices in both Louisiana and New Orleans and Los Angeles, where I am today. So I wanted to um, just give some clarification, a technical issue my website has been having. You can reach me at nolatherapy.com, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy. If you're interested in being a guest on this show, if you'd like to advertise, or if you wanted to book sessions with me in person, on location by phone or Skype. And apparently the website has not been for forwarding me any emails for the last couple of months. So I apologize for those of you that have been trying to contact me. Um, it shows a ton of emails without any addresses for me to write you back. So I would appreciate anyone that's emailed in the last two months. If you could email again, we have corrected the problem and include your phone number because I want to get back to everyone who's reached out for various things. You can also order my book from the website. I'm working on a second book. My first one is a more of a booklet called Surrender. It's a psycho-spiritual healing guide for coping with anxiety and depression. It's a short kind of journal entry type book to facilitate you understanding more about your experience of depression and anxiety. And I'm currently rewriting it to make it more expansive um, than what it is. So that is all the administrative stuff. Shifting to our guest today, I have a unique guest coming on the air in just a few moments. Her name is Allison Shapiro, and she is the director of marketing for Crispy Crunchy Chicken. Now, her life did not begin in marketing or in in this kind of business at all. She was originally um, in neuroscience, had a pre-med track working in pharmaceuticals, doing online marketing. And when Hurricane Katrina hit us in New Orleans and the Gulf South South region, it threw her path off course. I say in air quotes, as it did, I think most all of us. And her life took several different turns, which we are going to talk about. And now she is director of marketing of Crispy Crunchy Chicken. They have expanded since the 80s to over 2,100 locations in 39 states. And she told me earlier that they are now international in Malaysia, in the Bahamas, American Samoa, and coming soon to Trinidad. So when I'm at home in New Orleans and I crave 
crave fried chicken, I go to a gas station near my house and I get crispy, crunchy chicken. And if you haven't tried it, it's really yummy. So with that, Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's a little, it's rainy and overcast here, but, but it's most like most days around this time in New Orleans. You're down in New Orleans. I'm here in LA where it's sunny and bright and clear. (laughs) Don't make me jealous. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, but you know, you can visit when you want to. Yeah. So where do you want to begin? Because I really love your story. I didn't know that you started in a completely different industry and now you're in business. You're also getting your MBA at Tulane. So where do you want to start things? Um, yeah, I guess we can kind of start, um, you know, back in college. You know, I'd always um, kept the med school route, you know, um, thinking that I was going to med school. But, you know, with um, Katrina or I think with, the, you know, a lot of people, just kind of life changes can kind of push you into a different path. And, yeah. and mine was more like, you know, you got to get out there and you got to get a job and make some money. <laughs> so, of course, yeah. um, you know, so kind of having to put it on hold, you know, um, after I was, and, and I was actually went to UCLA for a little while um, during Katrina or after Katrina, excuse me. Okay. Um, and went to UCLA and got my, um, my graduate master's in neuroscience um, wow. for two semesters there. Okay. So you were out here. I was. <laughs> I was yeah. in West Hollywood. <laughs> okay. Master's in neuroscience. So you were committed to this pre-med track, clearly, to, to get a master's. Oh, okay. definitely. I always kind of say I'm, I'm kind of a nerd at heart. You know, I just, <laughs> I love, you know, kind of, you know, just really seeing the inner workings of how, how people think and how people tick. And I think that's, you know, it really does work into marketing. So I, I think that you know, when, when I first say that, you know, my, what my degrees are, are in, people are like, wow, how did you work that into what you do now? Well, marketing is all about, you know, behaviors and mm-hmm. how people behave, buying behaviors. So it actually, you know, no neuronal routes, no hormonal pathways or anything like that. But it's much more psychological, um, which I find very, very interesting. Yeah, we both share um, so that, that so, commonality and finding oh, that interesting. Absolutely. And so I really, from from there, I just kind of, you know, got my first sales job, um, you know, to make money um, after I got back from Katrina, um, you know, and after, you know, finishing my grad degree, um, getting my diploma and everything like that, and then coming back and, and buying a house and, you know, just trying to really, you know, put my roots back down in New Orleans. Um, And got a field job. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. After being so displaced. So going back to New Orleans from California, reestablishing yourself, trying to find some normalcy in in all of the changes that we experienced. Absolutely. You know, and and, and so I just started in sales and I'm kind of an outgoing person, you know me. So, you know, I I, I kind of found it pretty easy to, to start in the sales route um, and, and pharmaceutical sales was kind of the, a natural route, I guess, um, uh, with my degrees and with my kind of, you know, knowledge in the area and in the field that I was very comfortable in hospital settings and talking to doctors. And, you know, I had the, the experience to back it up as well. So I, I think that was a natural progression, but, 
it also, I also am always trying to kind of push my boundaries and, and see what else, you know, because I mean, you didn't, I, you know, thought I was going to do this med school track for so long that now I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, and I'm at the time, you know, 25, 26 years old, you know, just trying to figure out what, what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a good head on your shoulders to know enough that you, you know, loved medicine. You said you're kind of a nerd at heart. So that would fit because the requirement of, you know, the studying and memorization and then to get in pharma so you could actually use your skills. Like it sounds like you had this really well thought out plan ahead of you. It it wasn't well thought out at all. Oh, really? (laughs) It sounds like it. It was, you know, it was really trying to put pieces of a puzzle, you know, a million piece puzzle together very quickly. Um, And it worked, you know, sometimes it works out in your favor. You know, I've definitely had some, you know, some interesting, you know, sales jobs, copier sales, you know, here and there and and jobs, you know, where you're just trying to find out what you're good at, you know, and and that's what I always say when I'm, you know, talking to anyone that doesn't know what they want to do. Um, you know, with their life. And I always say you don't need to, you know, sometimes, you know, just trying new things, you know, will really help you find out where you really belong. You know, that resonates with me, Allison. I tell my clients as well to just try things because that's what I've done in my life also, you know, to just see what it feels like. Because sometimes I don't think you know if it'll be a good fit or not unless you have the experience. Absolutely. And I, you know, and and you might not, you know, know that you're good at marketing or that you're good at, you know, um, welding or being an electrician or anything, but I mean, you can always go and try, you know, these things and there's so many, you know, nonprofit opportunities and ways to, or, you know, to volunteer in some of these areas too, that you can kind of get your feet wet in a lot of different areas by volunteering, um, in entrepreneurial work, um, which has also helped me, you know, kind of fulfill my life um, is is doing, you know, volunteering my extra time, you know, into, um, you know, the LAFPCA and for the American right. Cancer Society. So, and I also do help them with their marketing as well as a member of the board. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, it, it all kind of came out very happenstance, you know, I moved, after a pharma, I kind of just got um, tired of doing that and wanted to figure out what the next step was. Cause it's, it, you know, for some people it's a career, you know, and that was right. their career path. And I just, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to get out of the, the hospital and move, you know, into kind of, you know, business life and figuring out what I wanted to, what I wanted to be when I grew up. Basically. Yeah. So and I'm still trying to figure that out. I still don't have it figured out. But um, and I uh, started doing online marketing sales um, at, in New Orleans. Okay. Um, and I've never done any, you know, sort of online marketing. It was when, you know, people were just trying to figure out their Google Analytics and they, do they need to be on social media or social media or Twitter ads important. I don't even know if they had Twitter ads when they came out. But I know they had Facebook ads and we were kind of just getting into the space. Um, yeah. So I really had a, a very good, um, you know, training with people that were, you know, we're all just kind of, you know, throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. I always say, um, I like sometimes that in, in in internet, <laughs> in life in general, but you know, and definitely in internet marketing, you know, we were definitely, you know, trying to figure out what ads resonated, what kind of language resonated, and that's where I just fell in love. 
you know, um, it definitely kind of put my, my psych background, you know, with my kind of entrepreneurial go get it spirit and kind of type A personality. And so, um, that I really, really enjoyed doing that. And, um, and all, you know, all along, like kind of underneath all of this is my, my dad building a business with his partner. Um, yeah, will you so, tell us about um, this, about this journey? Because your dad was in a different industry as well. Absolutely. And kind of something that's still connected. Um, you know, he worked in oil and gas his whole life mm-hmm. um, on the operation side and kind of was retiring um, and just consulting Um, you know, for smaller chains, when he met his now partner, who was starting Crispy Country Chicken, he had like seven, I believe, seven gas stations in Louisiana. Okay, he was trying to build this build a brand, um, you know, or or kind of keep a brand in in Louisiana when my dad met him. But my dad um, was doing consulting work in Kansas. So (laughs) he wanted to bring it to Kansas. And, um, that's how they kind of start, sparked their partnership. So they said, you know, will this work out of state? Will this not? Well, let's take a shot at it. Well, why don't, you know, we go into business together and let's figure this journey out together. Cause that's what my dad's specialty more was, you know, building and maintaining large numbers of stores, um, you know, throughout the country. So they okay. kind of, they've combined their skill sets and, you know, brought crispy, crunchy um, food um, nationally. Okay. And I think it's Neil. Is that your dad's partner, business partner? Yes, that is. Yes. Yes. So and Neil had came up with it. Go on. Oh, sorry. No, you first. Yeah, he came up with the idea, hold on, uh, you know, on his own, um, working with his, on his own convenience stores, building the brand. Um, and oh. it's a great, it was, it was always a great product, always had a solid, solid, um, you know, offering of everything and quality product. So it, it was just something that really had struck my father when he met Neil and, you know, the graphics program and just how it worked. Cause it's not, if anyone has ever been to one, it's not a normal franchise. You know, you go into an, an I. It's it's like a it's like a kiosk more inside yeah. um, a convenience store, and also the 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 free, the, the operator doesn't you know ha, there's no franchise fees, no royalty fees, so you're not putting down oh, money wow. for you know marketing or anything like that. You basically buy our product, okay, and, and then and maintain that product up to our standards, and then you know we'll set it up with the our hot food case and our menu boards. I was out in, in Chalmette today working um, with one of our stores out there with their marketing um, and making sure that they were all up to date and everything as well. So it's kind of, it's very unconventional, just like everything else. <laughs> kind of That <been>. is. <laughs> well, I know that you maintain a close relationship with your stores because I was in Key West a few years ago and, and my friends and I went in a crispy, crunchy, like, you know, convenience store, your chicken was there. I'm like, oh, my friend Allison, you know, is is director of marketing. And you had apparently just been there and the guy loved you. So I'm like, wow, like you're really involved. I thought that was so cool, especially with how large you all are and how much you've been growing. 
we try to touch, you know, um, all of them, you know, all of the stores, we try to keep a relationship with it, you know, whether it's the marketing partner or the trainers or, you know, if I reach out to them myself. I mean, anytime anybody wants to do any sort of marketing, you know, I'm always their go-to person. You know, we have a great team that I work in partnership with, you know, who develops all of the ads and everything that we do. Um, it's kind of because we're not a franchise, it is an interesting opportunity in trying to figure out what we do for the brand versus what we do for the stores. So it kind of has to be a store on store or a person to store relationship if they want something created specially for them. I have a store in Hammond right now that we're doing um, a special ad series for them to help boost their sales. But I mean, nationally, we do you know, advertising. Um, so what my role specifically with the company yeah. is to do all of the national marketing. So um, I work on, I work with, with our team to do the, uh, the print ad, the print ads, radio. We haven't moved much into TV yet. We have our fleet of vans. We have, our, we have a mobile trailer that goes around the country we do, uh, we have sponsorship with football teams, baseball teams, and also, of course, our big thing is social media. You know, we love to get out there and talk to our customers, you know, in yeah. real time, see what they like, see what they love. You know, it's it's National Mac and Cheese Day today. Okay, it is. That, so. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even know y'all have a mac and cheese until I went online. We do. We have a great, you know, we've really, over the last five years, you know, I would say about five years ago, we didn't have many sides. Um, but that's what people want. People want a full and complete meal. Right. You know, they want to walk in the store and they want to walk out with a full meal and not just chicken. And so we, we've been testing, you know, we've gone through a lot of mac and cheese eating and mashed I potato bet. eating. And <laughs> we're going to be coming out with waffle fries soon. So oh I definitely gosh. had a, a ton of waffle fry tastings. And, you know, it's it's fun, you know, and we get and we get to do this with our families. You know, um, Neil has his, his uh, son and daughter in the company. And, you know, we all work together. And it, it's really it's really great to be able to work with my dad, who's really been my hero you know, throughout my life and inspiration and just on kind of his veracity of, you know, continuously thinking of new ideas, succeeding and moving on and, and bringing it to a, you know, completely different plane. You know, this, I don't think we would have ever thought 10 years ago um, when he started working with them or almost 15 years now um, that we would have over 2,100 stores now and we would oh be gosh. international. So. <laughs> and that you, so this component of working with your dad and, and not having any idea that your life path would take this course, nor, nor did he, what is it like? Were there challenges that you both had to iron out or did it feel like a natural fit to, to join in business like this? Um, I think that, you know, when my dad saw me in my marketing and doing online marketing, he really felt that I'd found kind of my fit yeah. you know, where I can kind of combine my outgoing personality, my kind of type A personality with, you know, my psych background and be able to combine it all into a successful marketing business. Mm -hmm. um, that's after I'd done that for, I believe it was two, three, almost three years, they didn't have any marketing. 
Um, oh, they so did. There was no, okay. We didn't have it because we really weren't. We were working on opening stores. Yeah. You know, our big thing was to open stores and really be uh, inside marketing. You know, our inside okay. marketing is bright, fresh, you know, eye catching. And of course, you walk in the store and you smell this delicious fried chicken. Yeah. You know, so you can't help it. But, you know, we didn't have anyone specifically there to, you know, promote the brand nationally. You know, we okay. go to we went to conferences, we would go, you know, do things on a on a broader scale. But but aside from doing trade magazines, we really hadn't done anything nationally. So that's that's what I was brought in to do was to maintain the day to day marketing. Okay. Nationally. So your dad saw you like finding your fit. He noticed that he started to work with Neil to to bring the brand from Louisiana to Kansas and then clearly a lot of expansion and then asked you to, to join or, or how did that happen? He did. Yeah. So about, I mean, they grew so quickly, you know, as soon as in their partnership, they grew, you know, to 500, 700, 900 stores. I think I joined when we had just around a thousand, maybe under a thousand. Wow. Yeah. Um, so we had we have just been expanding at an enormous rate. I mean, we opened over 500 stores last year alone. So we, it's just you don't see growth like that, you know. And I and I do, um, you know, give it up to you know the to Neil and Dan in that you know they're very hands on. You know, they know the markets. They've both been in you know the C store business um, their entire lives, so they know. You know, they know what the C store owner wants. And I think what was really great about me coming in is that I know what the eater wants. Right. I know what the customer wants. And so that's what I was, that's what I was able to add. So I think, you know, he, it was re- what was really great is that he saw me as an asset um, to bring in to add to the business. So yes. while I'm not out there, um, you know, opening stores, which I have had, have done as well, um, well, I'm not the, out there, you know, opening stores every day. I'm opening people's eyes to the business. I like that. Um, you know, on the internet and on our app and, you know, in, in stores, in-store promotions and on the radio. And, you know, I think that that's just the way that, you know, life is. I think that if you would ask my dad when I came along, if Facebook, you know, marketing and Facebook, all my tweets and you know, Instagrams and everything like that, I think he would have said I was crazy and <laughs> never believed, you know, just how much marketing you do do on the internet, you know. Yes. And with all the Google analytics that we do, it's just it's a great space and, and I don't think that even, you know, at that point in time we realized the potential and how it would, you know, bring us out into just another realm where people could interact with us in the day to day. You know, I think that People want a company nowadays that's very, um, you know, inviting, you know, that, you know, either way, good or bad, you know, I want it, I want it, we want to hear it because we want to fix it or we want to say thank you, you know, so nothing is is bad. (laughs) So I always just enjoy, you know, reading the tweets. I I send them, you know, to the company sometimes. They laugh, you know, some of them are hilarious. And (laughs) some of them I can't, I can't, I couldn't say on air. (laughs) Why? It's just, it's very funny. Um, You can say whatever you you want on this show. Yeah, that that sounds great. (laughs) 
you know, I think what's really funny is that, you know, what's really wonderful is that, you know, we've, we've been able to continue our relation, our good relationship and make it grow. Him teaching me about business, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of, you know, and me teaching him more about the space that marketing is in currently, you know, and what we need to be doing and analytics and, you know, how the data that we can get, you know, from people, you know, I think they're always, they're always at the national, at our, our national meetings um, every year, they're always interested, like what state had the most people, most visits to the website and what, you know, oh, who, yeah. you know, where did the most leads come from? And, you know, what was our biggest country, you know, outside of the United States, you know, yeah. and it, those, that's always the most interesting thing where people are visiting, you know, I think that, oh yeah, you know, uh, you don't realize that, you know, 58% of our traffic is going to the location finder on our website. And I think, and that blew everyone out of the water because they think of it mostly as an, as a customer or an operator, I should say, an operator website to where like someone code, cause you can go on there, get partnership information, how to contact that. us if you want to, if you want to do a you know, franchise, but people need to find out where, where we can be, you know? So now we have become in these last five years, you know, more of a destination than just a place that, um, Oh, I'm here to get, you know, a drink. Well, why don't I pick up a little bit of food too? Right. So what, what do you attribute this, the growth, your, your growth to like 500 stores? I think you said one year, what, what is contributing to that exponential growth? that's continuing overseas now. I think that we make it an easy program, you know, to get in or out, you know, sometimes not everything is the best fit and we always part, you know, try to part friends and, you know, hopefully that everyone succeeds in their own right. And we make it easy. You know, we like what does somebody very... do if I wanted a crispy crunchy chicken, what do I do? Uh, I mean, you call one of, you know, you either go on the website or you contact one of the um, the marketing partners and they would come out there and kind of basically spec out your convenience store. Here's where we could put the hot food case. Here we wow. put the menu board. And we have the full, and, you know, if you go on the crispycrunchy.com, you know, slash menu, you know, yes, you can see all right of now. the different array of of offerings that we have you know not just chicken fish shrimp yeah I was talking to someone breakfast oh yeah breakfast I mean I was talking to someone earlier today you know oh I would have never thought crispy country chicken would be in the in the shrimp business but you know of course you know how we started it here in New Orleans is you know where we're in the south you know Lent is a huge thing so but it's also huge on the west coast you know, they right. love the shrimp over there too. So I think, you know, it's, it's figuring out what the customers want and providing them with the full service program. So, I mean, they get outfitted. Like I, I was to this, like, just like a mini Popeye's, like you basically walk into a little Popeye's in a convenience store. You oh. know, we, we do a very high okay, quality yeah. zero, zero trans fat oil. You know, everything has a four-hour shelf life, you know, so none of your chicken is old or any of your food is old. Everything's fresh. Yeah. Um, and we really try to make sure that, I mean, that's pretty much it. You do the hot food case, the menu board. We have all the products ready to go through our distributor, and we graphic you up, and then you're ready yeah. to go. So, I mean, it's not an, it's not an expensive thing to get into. Um, and people love it, you know, so I think that it's just been, 
with the great salespeople that we have, you know, continuously going out. But the word of mouth is really how we get most of our store owners. You know, uh, I heard from my cousin or from my friend who owns a store that this has been doing really well. You know, people will see what's really why people are moving into food service, I'll say, mm-hmm. is that you're not making the same amount of money anymore that you are on gas, that you were on gas and that you were on cigarettes. I mean, cigarette taxes and everything like that. You're not making any money on those things anymore or barely. Um, So they have to figure out another space to be in, you know, and coffee. You can only sell so much coffee and, you know, you can only sell so much candy. And really food service was the next big thing. And, you know, in in all the literature that I read, you know, millennials and, you know, Gen Z, all yeah. of them are looking at convenience stores and gas stations, not as, oh, wow, well, I don't want to get my, my food from there or I don't want to pick up my wine there. They're looking at it as a one-stop shop. Yeah. You know, so these you know, millennials are – because, you know, sometimes it's the taboo or the taboo of the gas station chicken or, you know, that kind of thing. But a lot of people look at it as, you know, a lot of the – the fans on Twitter that I look at, um, you know, they use it as more of like, it's just a normal thing. You know, I went and picked up my gas station chicken, you know, and it's not, it's not taboo anymore, you know, whereas it it was, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily go to get food or anything period from your gas station. Now you're going to go, yeah, get some food, pick up a, you know, a decent bottle of wine for a dinner party that you have later, you know, and pick up, uh, you know, a couple of drinks for the road, you know, and, yeah. and you're ready to go, you know? So I think that, that the convenience store is evolving and that's really what the change has been, you know, and why we, we make it so easy for them to join. And the space is just prime for food service right now. Yeah. So that's even opening my eyes because, like you said, I would never consider in the past getting food from the gas station because it's it's just been, a, you know, hard to even go in a gas station. A lot of them are so crappy looking. Right. Um, but now, like, you know, to go in, like I know in New Orleans where we have crawfish boils and so many parties that, you know, you'll bring a big old box of crispy, crunchy chicken and and how awesome that is. So you don't have to go get gas go buy beer, then say go to a Popeye's and you're spending all this time driving around or in Los Angeles where there's so much traffic and just, you know, I have to plan now <laughs> going to the grocery. It's more of an event than just, you know, stopping in places. And and if there is like a decent bottle of wine to bring, just how that is, it makes it all so much easier and convenient. And wherever your crispy, crunchy chickens are, they're always in nice convenience stores and gas stations. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, it's, it's like just, and it's not the taboo. Yeah, it's right. not the taboo that it was anymore. I mean, they have, I mean, there are many really very, like, I mean, some of the gas stations that were in some of the Circle Ks, they're very techy. It's very, some of them are very high tech now. And it's just, it's really amazing to see how much it's evolved. I can't wait to see a convenience store in 10 years to just see, wow. you know, kiosk, you know, computer kiosk ordering, you know, I mean, it's really going to be much more um, computer friendly. And, and I think you'll, you'll be able to get it in and out, you know, with greater ease. And, and I, I can't even wait to see what I what I can't think about what I can't think of right now. Do you even think that that crispy, crunchy chicken is helping to change the face of, of convenience stores and gas stations and helping them, you know, grow and elevate to something 
nicer and better and, you know, than, than what they've been traditionally in the past? Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I completely agree with that, that statement. You know, I think it, you know, it's not just a gas station, you know, it's a destination where you can get yeah. some good quality food, you know, and it's not just, I think, you know, and I think Subway did a lot of that kind of paving, you know, that well, oh, yeah. everywhere has, everyone, everyone has a Subway <laughs> a gas station almost. And um, it really shows that you can get everything, you know, from a gas station. And it's not just that place that you run and get gas real quick and you get out of there. You know, you can, you can get, you know, a list of items, you know, some even have full grocery stores, you know, I know that we have several here in New Orleans. So it really has changed the landscape over the last 10 years. Definitely. I love that. And so can you talk some about now at, at Tulane getting your MBA and how you feel like how, you know, that will help you in your work and such. You, you've also told me personally about how you've spoken to, to groups of younger women that want to be entrepreneurs and sharing your story about starting in medicine and how your path was not linear. It was twisty, tur- you know, curvy. <laughs> Can you talk yep. to us some about that? Just Absolutely. finding your life path um, and, and inspiring other women to do the same. Absolutely. And, and that, that's been something that's been wonderful to me. Um, I, when I went, I went to, I went and got my MBA because, you know, I'm in a, in a business, you know, running, helping, you know, to run um, a huge business that's growing very rapidly. And I don't have any business experience and not that it takes an MBA to run a business at all. But like I said, I'm a nerd. You know, and I want. And you to love learn learning. Want, it's obvious. Yeah, and I do. I do. I, I, you know, really enjoy, you know, just finding out and, you know, learning. I want to be able to to walk the walk and talk the talk. You know, and I yeah. really didn't have that 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 language and that you know that knowledge that I really felt I needed. You know, balance sheets and you know how the market is doing and how you know Brexit affects us. You know, affects our company and you know just this things like that and you know all aside from you know new product development classes. You know, and even marketing classes. You know. Um, it's all been really interesting and opened my eyes to also open my eyes to, to so much entrepreneurial spirit in, okay. you know, in New Orleans, you know, like so, how so? And yeah. that, you know, we it's- have so much great opportunity at Tulane to meet, you know, with so many great entrepreneurs that will come in and sit for seminars um, or that will, you know, teach a class or, I mean, we have a lot of great, you know, um, we have entrepreneurship classes um, yeah. and I believe in the next couple of years, you'll be able to like minor in entrepreneurship or uh, take entrepreneurship classes. That's cool. um, and so we have, you know, we have women in business classes. And so a, a lot of times I will go and speak um, as a woman in business, just on how my path was so curvy. You know, I mm-hmm. never, I didn't, you know, I saw my life as a straight line and it turned out completely the opposite. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't have, it's not a bad thing. You know, I look back on it now and laugh, you know, it's, it brought me to be a more confident person just because I know different landscapes and different, you know, how, you know, um, I guess adjusting feels, you know, adjusting to different jobs, adjusting to something that you don't know if you're even going to like. And then, it doesn't have to, just because you're in the job you're in now, doesn't mean you have to, you know, it has to be your final step. 
And that yes. first job out of college doesn't have to be the place that you stay forever anymore, you know? And I always, I tell, you know, undergrads that sometimes, you know, they're like, well, they're so stressing out about finding that first job. That first job is just a starting point. It's yeah. just, you know, a place to launch, it's a launching off point, you know? And so take chances, travel, you know, take jobs that you might not, you might not like, you know, it's not, it's, you know, it's never the final, it's never the end of your story. It's only the beginning of your story. And, you know, I've had so many beginnings of my story that it's, that it's been such a wonderful journey. And I have so many great stories to tell from them that helped me in my job today, you know, that yeah. you, I would have never thought, you know, that, you know, working in this job would help me in marketing now, or, you know, when I, when I was volunteering here, you know, it would help me in my job now. And, you know, yes. so I always tell them to go out and, you know, volunteer, you know, definitely, you know, find a cause that you really love and get involved because that, I mean, for me, you know, that's kind of really brought it all together, you know? So I think everyone's always worried about, you know, what am I going to be when I grow up? And right. I always try to tell them, you don't have to know. I was like, I don't, who knows? Maybe I'm not even done, you know, and you've just yes. got to kind of let, let you develop, you know, me 10 years ago is, was a completely different person than I am, you know, I'm, I'm a better person today than I was, yeah. you know, and I'm evolving. So you never know, you know, you, you never know where, where the next step is going to take you, you know? what you're saying really resonates with the adventurer part of me and you and I are both Gemini's, correct? Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I know we both love the adventure of life and we're not scared to put ourselves out there. And like you've said in different ways, try things out, dabble in them, if you will, to see what, what feels good, to see what works. And then I think be able to look back, like synthesizing that and, and continuing to shift and grow and transition with what we experience and then be able to share that with others. Like I hear that you, how important for a college student to know what you're saying, you know, that this is a point of departure. This is a starting point. You don't have to be locked in, you know, to something you don't want to do if it starts to become that. So I think it's so awesome that, that you're out there able to speak to these younger people. Yeah, it really, and it, it does so much for me too, you know, to hear, hear their ideas. You know, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. always trying to figure out what the next new thing is, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go into like Pokemon Go or anything like that, but right. you know, Snapchat, you know, has been, you know, something that you, you work to see how, how could we work in that space? You know, you always are looking at the next social media platform and how you can work into it. And, you know, they definitely have opened my eyes to, you know, many different ways to do things um, and how and how they respond as customers. You know, so I, I'll pick their brains just as much as they pick mine. I can see that, Allison, because, yeah, like they're the ones that are using all the, you know, newest technology, social media uh, apps. And so I can see how you would be picking their brains as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're always trying, you know, companies are always trying to figure out what the next thing is, you know, did yeah. we, you know, Instagram was not, you know, not even on our on our radar, you know, two years ago, as far as something to do. And, you know, now I post there just as regularly as I do on Facebook and, and Twitter, you know, so, 
it, it really is an interesting just evolution of the space of social media. And that, and I love that, you know, I think that, that that's great, you know, and being able to, to learn from them as well as give them knowledge has, has been a lot, you know, for me. And, you know, I, I also want to, you know, always mention that, you know, the volunteering thing, you know, being, yeah. uh, you know, growing in business uh, is so, so easy to show those, skills and, and to volunteer those skills for other, you know, for other nonprofits, you know, I won the SPCA and as I said, but also for my Newcomb Alumni Association, you know, I'm on the board of directors for them as well. And, you know, helping, I work with student workers on their marketing um, okay. and also marketing for, for the Newcomb College Institute. And that's fun, you know, yeah, wow. Tulane. And, and, and so that's, you know, it's, it doesn't take a lot of time, you know, and I already, I already have all of my social media kind of, you know, headquarters all ready to go, you know, on my computer. Yeah. So it's interesting to show, you know, someone in college that this is how you can run your social media platform just on your computer, wherever you go. Um, and yes. this is how you, you know, target an audience versus, you know, just kind of put out something because you never want to just put out something just to put it out. You know, you okay, want to put yeah. it out with something behind it and something tangible behind it, you know? Um, and, and that's always interesting, you know, just for, for their learning. And it's, it's always fun to give back because, um, you know, and just to give any skills that you have to them, you know, whether you're a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, you know, they always can volunteer your hands or your feet or your time um, to help, to help out. And, and, and that's really what I love to do, you know, and it, it I kind hear of, has, that you it's always a full, you know, I always try to figure out how to get the full circle. You know, how do you feel completely fulfilled? Like we were talking about earlier, like yoga, yoga is my, my therapy, you know, where I go and, yes. you know, then out for an hour and, you know, really enjoy doing that space before, you know, you get up and go and start your day. Yeah. And and for me, I was telling you as well. I've I part of coming out to Los Angeles is really loving the beach and and loving to surf. So I plan to go this Saturday to be able to have some of that time. You know where we're not on our phones, we're not you know doing something. We're spending time with ourselves in a meaningful way. And I used to be a big yogi. I've kind of taken a break from mm-hmm. it. So it, I, I understand just that peace that it can bring to you and that centeredness. Yeah. And it's, I think it really is. It's that like, can we all need to try to find some time in the day and especially being in marketing is that I am on my phone and on my computer all day long to, you know, completely disconnect and, you know, not focus on anything, but, you know, just focusing on nothing (laughs) and not about my grocery list and not about what I need to be doing. Just, you know, hanging out in, in the space of, you know, just appreciating everything and, and, and I, I think that's what we don't, we don't spend enough time appreciating, you know, what we have going on. So, I mean, this path has definitely been very, you know, topsy-turvy, but it's been interesting <laughs> to say the yeah. least. And, I hear um, just, and, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, I hear that, that you have a lot of balance in your life. And going back to a few, a few minutes ago, you've talked about Tulane on, on, in different ways that you're involved in the MBA program, that you also help um, other, what is the, your role with mentoring the students on their marketing plans and such that a, a board well, that you're with? 
for the Newcomb Alumni Association. Oh, okay. So when I graduated from Tulane, um, we had, they had the two separate universities, Newcomb, the women's college, and Tulane, the men's college. They've since yes. kind of merged. They've and it's merged, become right. the Newcomb College. It's become the Newcomb, Newcomb College Institute. But they, you know, run their own pages. They all have student workers and student interns who do that. And so, you know, it's not so much mentoring. It's just really just, you know, here's how I would do a post. Here, here's a post that I would do, you know, in trying to show them a little bit about what a what a professional post that goes out, you know, and what how people respond to that corresponding to like just how I said, not just putting out something to put out something. Oh, yes. my, you know, my boss that I need, I have to tweet two times, a, you know, two times a day. So let me just, let me find something to put out there, you know, it's yeah. really to find something that's meaningful or something that's going on or, you know, something that's going on in the world or in the city or in your, on your street or in the school, you know, at that period of time. Yeah, so that resonated with me because I am a Tulane alum. I went there for my master's mm-hmm. in social work and finished in, I think it was 97. And I've been involved in the glass art department for since then, since actually 95. And when you talk about giving back, I find that to be really important as well. Because in the glass department, as an artist, being being a working artist for the last, you know, 20 years or so, I get to help the students, you know, resolve their pieces. Like they'll, they'll say, Lisa, can you take mm-hmm. a look at this sculpture? You know, what do you see? What, you know, and I've been taught like your eye goes to the weakest link, so to speak. So we can problem solve together and helping them resolve connections in their sculpture and their art making. And it's great for me, too, because I might ask them, like, what do you think about this? I'm having a challenge you know, fitting this together, you know, especially combining, say, glass with metal. And um, so we're all working together at all different levels. And like you said, the millennials, for example, will help you with apps. You know, the students at Tulane will help me maybe see a sculpture in a different way that I'm not seeing it. Um, So Mm -hmm. I love Tulane and I love just the collaboration and how the school does do so much to bring in outside uh, professionals to, to speak at classes and in the glass department and do demonstrations. So I, I really love still being a part of Tulane all these years later. No, I, I agree. And, you know, it's definitely, as I said, you know, they teach you one thing, you know, and, and you teach them another, but, you know, you both yeah. walk away better for that experience. So I think that's yeah. the most important part. Yeah. And I love just today in our show, I'm, I'm feeling such inspiration that, you know, talking about your business life, how it really is an extension of, of your whole life and all the just the way that you've lived and being able to navigate unexpected transitions and changes with Katrina, with your medical education and being where you are still growing and, and open to the process. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's it's been, it's been as I said, it's been an interesting road, but it's it's definitely brought me to a place where I feel very comfortable in my own skin, and I feel like I'm in a good, really good spot to help others where I can. You are, you are. I know because we're in the same and social it- circle, but I, I haven't <laughs> been able to talk to you at this level more about you know your life and your experiences. It, it's really cool. Thank you. You know, and I, I really, I do enjoy working, you know, with my, you know, with my dad, you know, my, my mom will come along on trips that we have sometimes too, you know, so it's nice to yeah. have, you know, your family sometimes too, you know, just to be able to, 
And I'm thankful, you know, that we have a close relationship and that, and that I can do that, you know. And, and so it, good things have come my way through hard work, you know, through a lot of hard work. So I, I yes. definitely want to get back from that. So can you let our listeners know how they can reach you? We are at the, the end of our show. How can people reach you to know more? Um, if they want to find out anything more, period, about um, Crispy Crunchy or if they have any other questions, um, my email address is Allie, it's A-L-L-I-E, at Crispy with a K, Crunchy with a K dot com. And, and then, then our the website, website is is crispycrunchy.com and both of those are with K's. So crispy with a K, crunchy with a K.com. And you can also on the website, put in your address and find the nearest crispy crunchy chicken for our listeners in case you want to explore that and try out their chicken if you haven't. So I just wanted Absolutely. to. And yeah, and tweet me, you know, at, at crispy with a K, crunchy with a K um, on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and let me know, you know, what you think. So I, I definitely awesome. appreciate the feedback and would love that. That's great. Allison, thank you for being on the show today. This has been so great. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. Me too. And I'll see uh, you soon. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Lisa. You're welcome. All right. Bye. bye. That concludes our show for today. Um, join me next week at the same time. I have an author, and therapist, Dr. Gerald Lauren Fishkin, he published a book called The Science of Shame and Its Treatment. And this book talks about breaking down shame and how it fits into our developmental milestones, starting in early childhood throughout our adulthood and our lifespan. And he articulates really well what are the differences between guilt and shame and how our brain chemistry is affected. I hope everyone has a great week, and I will talk to you then. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio.